On this episode, the Sweet 16 is in full swing. We've had some upsets. We've had some great games. I'm going to talk about what happened Thursday night. Plus, I'm going to look ahead at what's going to happen tonight, Friday, March 24th. Also in this podcast, the NCAA hockey tournament has started. And let me just say, it has a lot of action. You'll find that, plus a little bit more, on this episode of the Get Stoke Podcast. Here we go. It is Friday, March 24th. Welcome back to this edition of the Get Stoke Podcast. Let's get right into it, because yesterday we've had the first four games of the Sweet 16, and let me just say, they did not disappoint. Now, if you're a Michigan State fan, you'd be a little disappointed, because last night they played against Kansas State, and that game was electric, gritty from start to finish, and it was the first game of the night where this one goes into overtime, Kansas State takes down Michigan State 98-93 to to win it and go on to the Elite Eight. And Marquise Noel for Kansas State had 20 points, 19 assists, and 5 steals. He was balling out of his mind. It looked like Kansas State just would not miss. And Michigan State and Tom Izzo did everything they can to stay in this game, to take over this game. But everything they tried... Kansas State had an answer for and this upcoming Elite 8 game for Kansas State is going to be electric because they are getting hot at the right time much like several other teams are in this tournament and I gotta say this is just the beginning ladies and gentlemen this game right here was pinnacle peak top tier college basketball the next game on the list a little less surprising UConn and Arkansas. UConn wins by a landslide, 88-65. And Arkansas thought they could rally again and upset another one seed or another top seed for that matter. But UConn, like Kansas State, has been on fire. They have arguably one of the best chances to go on and win it all. Much like Gonzaga, much like Alabama, Houston, Creighton, several other teams. UConn, I have to say, may be my new favorite to win it all just because of how their defense is constructed, how destructive their offense is, and how formidable their defense has become in this tournament. And they have not, and I repeat, they have not disappointed, much like a lot of these teams have in the tournament. And looking back a few years, I think this tournament has been one of the most wild and most absurd tournaments that I can remember. Because there's upsets galore, starting with Virginia to Furman, Arizona to Princeton, Purdue to 16 seed. Uh, their name escapes me, but um, I'll come back to them in a second. But oh my goodness. 88-65, UConn moves on to face their next opponent in the Elite Eight. The third game of the night was the biggest upset for me. 
It was an unexpected upset. It was not supposed to be. But Florida Atlantic upsets Tennessee 62-55 to to move on. And this one was by far the most surprising game for me because Tennessee was up 12 at one point, and Florida Atlantic clawed their way back. They clawed their way back. They played great defense. They played great offensive play. They made their shots. They had fouls committed. They shot their shots at the free throw line. They made those shots. And I got to say, this was an unexpected upset for me because Tennessee was regarded as one of the better teams in the SEC all season long. They could play with anybody. But now that Florida Atlantic upset them, I'm starting to question that a little bit. So Florida Atlantic moves on 62-55. And this next game, I stayed up way too late for it because this was the last game of the night, arguably the most anticipated game of this half of the Sweet 16. That was number two, UCLA, and number three, Gonzaga. And this game did not disappoint. UCLA had a great start. They are up 46-33 at halftime. And then Gonzaga scored the same amount of points UCLA did in the first half. And UCLA just did not have an answer for Drew Timmy. 36 points, 13 rebounds. He was by far the best player in this tournament. By far the best player of the game. And Gonzaga now has a legitimate chance to go all the way. And I know I said this in past years that Gonzaga could go all the way, but I mean it this time. They lost to Baylor in 2021. They got crushed by Baylor. They lose last year to Arkansas as a one seed. Now as a three seed, they don't have Chet Holgram anymore. They don't have Jalen Suggs. Drew Timmy came back for a reason. He came back to win it all. This is his second time being in the Elite Eight. And this first time was in 2021 when Jalen Suggs shot that buzzer beater against this same very team. And this probably new postseason rivalry has not disappointed. This has been pinnacle, peak, top-tier basketball. And I know I said that for Michigan State, Kansas State, but I mean it for Gonzaga UCLA. This was by far the best game of the day. And all these other games did not, did not disappoint. But this one left a very good feeling for me. It's like, you know what? College basketball is in a good place right now. We have great matchups in March Madness. We have great matchups at the beginning of the season. We have great basketball all the way through. And March Madness is the most wonderful time of the year, ladies and gentlemen. And you may say Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas comes second to March Madness. I don't care what anybody says. March Madness is the most wonderful time of the year because your heart's broken. You're cheering up and down. You're mad. You're angry. You have all of the emotions. This game just proved that for me because I bet UCLA would win this, but I did not expect Gonzaga to come all the way back down 13 at halftime and just march on UCLA in Las Vegas. Oh my goodness, they were partying after this one. So 79-76, Gonzaga moves on. And for this next part, I'm going to dive into today's games. And I think these games are just, they are going to be just as good. So this first game is going to be maybe not the most challenging game, but it's still going to be a good game. Alabama, San Diego State. Alabama is a seven-point favorite. What I like about San Diego State is that they have 
what it takes to beat anybody in the country. How they're a five seed, I have no idea. They could, they should have been a four or three at best. But I will say, Alabama has been arguably the best team all year. Are they my pick to win it all? No. I honestly think it still belongs to either Houston. Creighton could be in that conversation. Uh, and Gonzaga. Now, I thought it was UCLA, but Gonzaga is clearly the better team. So Alabama is a seven-point favorite. I'm expecting this one to be a close game at the beginning, and then near the end, Alabama is going to pull away. That's what I'm expecting. Give me the rolling tide. 76 to 68 in, where are they? Oh, in Louisville, Kentucky. Great arena to play at. I don't know why Louisville does not have an NBA team. They have their Louisville Cardinals basketball arena right downtown. Great arena to play at. So this game, 76-68, roll tide. The next game on this list, 7-15 on CBS. Number five seed Miami, who is on a hot streak. I could see an upset in the making in this one against number one seed Houston. Houston is a seven and a half uh, favorite, excuse me. Give me, give me the Cougars. They've played great basketball all season. Miami has played great offensive schemes. But I assume that Houston's defense is going to be outmaneuverable for the Hurricanes. Give me Houston. I don't think he's going to hit the spread. I think it's going to be 66-63. Three-point game, maybe. So give me the Cougars. 66-63 in Kansas City, Missouri. Next game is, I think, the most highly anticipated matchup for me in these slated games. This next one may be arguable, but I have 15-seed Princeton, which shocked that they made it this far. They've played great basketball against teams. Against number six, Creighton. Creighton is a 10-point favorite in Louisville, Kentucky. Give me the Blue Jays. They have been my bandwagon team from... When I remember them in 2010, when I first remember watching basketball, Creighton Blue Jays have been arguably one of the better uh, tournament teams. Granted, they haven't made it to the final four, but I will say Creighton Blue Jays have a legitimate shot to make it to the final four this year. Don't at me. If you want to, you want to, but that is my take on this. Give me the Blue Jays. It's going to be 82 to 74 i don't think it's going to hit that 10 point spread maybe it will maybe it won't but that's what i'm going to do 82 to 74 creighton tops princeton then the arguably the biggest matchup of the night number three seed xavier against number two seed texas texas is a four point favorite this one could go either way for me the longhorns have played great defense all year creighton's played great defense all year this is going to be a defensive battle no matter what. What's going to make be the key difference in this game? Three-point shots. Creighton, or excuse me, that's the last game. Texas, from what I've seen, they have not been the best three-point shooting team in the country. Their defense has gotten them to where they are. Fast break points have gotten to the where, where they are, and steals have gotten to them where they are. Xavier, very similar to Texas, except they are slightly a better three-point shooting team than Texas. I'm going to have to go with Xavier on this one. This is going to be a defensive battle. I think this is going to go back and forth. More than 10 lead changes. 
I'd say Texas goes up by at least five at halftime. I think Xavier, much like Gonzaga, is going to push it all the way through, get the win. Let's let's go the, I think the Musketeers. Yeah, the Musketeers. Ooh, this is going to be a tough one to predict. I'm going to go, let's go 77-74. Three-point game. Texas tries to hit a three-point shot to tie it to go to overtime. It misses. Xavier wins. But Xavier Musketeers wins it. They will move on. And that does it for my takes and predictions for this upcoming matchups of the Sweet 16. For this next segment, I'm going to transition over to college hockey. And college hockey, for me, I have not given them the love they deserved on this podcast. They have been outright glorious this year. Michigan, Minnesota, Denver, and there's a fourth one I'm missing, but it'll come back to me in a second. But I will say the NCAA, the Frozen Four tournament is going on right now. And yesterday, Western Michigan loses to Boston University. They got nearly shut out 4-1 to one or 5-1 to one in yesterday's matchup. And today's matchup has just been absurd. It just started. Penn State and Michigan Tech are playing right now as we speak. Penn State's up one nothing, 4.59 left to go in the first period. But let's talk about yesterday. Let's talk about yesterday for a second. Where Boston University wins 5-1 to over Western Michigan, who a lot of people that I've heard on social media saying they could go all the way to the Frozen Four. Unfortunately, that run ends up a little bit too short. And then you have Minnesota State, who was another favorite to win it all this year. They lose to St. Cloud State. They got bageled 4 nothing. Which, in hockey terms, that's that's a big lead for hockey because hockey changes oh, so many times. Lead changes happen all the time. It's a game of unpredictability. And then this next game, Cornell. Be, whoa, okay, I did not see that. Denver, the reigning champion from last year, is out of the tournament. That is news to me. Cornell beats the reigning champs 2-0. Cornell moves on. They will face St. Cloud State. No, excuse me. They will face Boston in this next round. Then Minnesota, the preseason favorite to win it all. Now still the favorite to win it all. They beat Canisius 9-2. 9-2. That may not seem a whole lot in hockey, but in hockey that is a lot. Nine goals. That is absurd scoring right there. They will face St. Cloud State in their regional final. And this is, of course, from Thursday. And the winners of these next two games, Boston versus Cornell, St. Cloud State, Minnesota, they will go on into the Frozen Four. Then for today, I already mentioned Penn State, Michigan Tech, 630 Merrimack, Quinnipiac play. Give me the give me the Bobcats. Quinnipiac has always been a good playoff hockey team. Great defense, great pressure that they have in the opposing zone. Give me Quinnipiac 4-1. That's what I'm thinking it's going to be. Then my biggest game of the day is going to be Colgate-Michigan. Michigan has gotten red hot at the right time. They're back-to-back Big Ten champions. They are arguably the best team in the Big Ten. Minnesota may have something to say about that, though. And if there is a Big Ten championship down the line, Minnesota, excuse me, Big Ten, or excuse me, Minnesota-Michigan, 
oh my goodness, Tampa Bay is going to be rocking with Big Ten fans because you know there's a lot of Big Ten fans in Florida right now. And then earlier today, Ohio State beating Harvard 8-1. to Ohio State, I never thought they'd be a playoff team. But did they play already? They did. Oh, my goodness. I missed it. They played earlier today, and they beat Harvard to go on into their final. They will be facing the winner of Merrimack and Quinnipiac. And the winner today for Michigan Tech, Penn State, I'm really going for Michigan Tech because I don't like Penn State hockey. They're just aggressive. I'm hoping Michigan Tech goes on to win this matchup because they will potentially play Michigan in their regional final. And my early prediction, I I already kind of said it, Michigan, Minnesota, Big Ten National Championship. It could go so many different ways, though. You could see Boston U going in. You can see Minnesota. You can see Cloud State. You can see Cornell. Hockey is unpredictably it's unpredictably hard to predict and who's going to win you can only guess you can only guess off of record of what you've seen how the trends are hockey is not my strong suit but this is what I'm <laughs> this is what I got to work with so it's definitely not easy on my end but then again go blue let's see what pans out before I go, I mentioned earlier in this segment that print about Princeton playing Creighton. They played Arizona. And then, oh, I was fairly Dickinson, actually, that I was trying to remember. They upset Purdue, arguably the biggest upset in NCAA history. And I forgot the name. It's fairly Dickinson, not Princeton. I talked about Princeton. But fairly Dickinson had quite the run. Their head coach is actually going to be coaching at Iona this year. Best luck to him. Kind of a down... Uh, downturn, I guess, if you want to call it that. But great for him. He is looking for bigger and better opportunities. He looks like a great coach. Uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of how he can do, except for the the uh, Purdue game. But best luck to him. Best luck to Fairleigh Dickinson in the future. I don't know if we're going to see him again in the tournament. We may, we may not. But now they are in the history books for all time. Fairleigh Dickinson... Couldn't remember your name, but now I could. That does it for me on this Friday, March 24th. Come back Tuesday where I talk shop about what happened today in hockey, but most importantly, what I'm talking about in college basketball with a Sweet 16, with Elite Eight, with everything that's going to happen. And then plus, I got some NFL free agency moves. I got some baseball Sports is wild. Sports makes people feel things. And I will talk all about that on Tuesday's edition of this podcast. So until then, have a great weekend. We will see you then.